You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that really wants to know if it's aliens or astronauts up there. I'm Cody. <laughs> I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out this week. I just I just really want to know. Just, I always want to know. just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new beast of a laptop, and it's opened my, my gaming horizons to just whatever PC game I want to play. Excellent. And I've... I've somehow landed on a game called Wild West and Wizards. Okay, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. It's, it's exactly like, what you think it is. Yes, yeah, it's an open world RPG, kind of like a, a like a Skyrim light type experience mm-hmm. with uh, cowboys and wizards. That sounds so cool. It is pretty cool. It has like a really simplified art style to it. It's obviously it's an indie game, so like you don't have like the depth of a of a triple A open world RPG, but there's enough going on there, and the setting is cool enough that like it's fun. Oh, that's and cool. you can be a cowboy that shoots flaming bullets out of his six shooter. Oh man, <laughs> that is like ah, oh, that is that is such a genius like concept. That is so cool. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> wish I would have thought of it. Yeah, like it sounds What's like a D and D campaign almost. Yeah. Um. Actually, there is a role playing setting, uh, for this for uh the Savage Worlds called mm. um called like Dead something, but it's like it's like Wild West but with supernatural stuff. So is, it, is it like Deadlands? Deadlands. That's it. That's it. Okay. Why are we not playing this right now? <laughs> I we mean, it, be. it's it looks. I've played like one session of it it's not bad the world's interesting like the civil war never ended mm, mm-hmm. yeah and uh because uh during the battle of gettysburg like a hole to hell or something opened up oh, so nice. the whole wild west is full of monsters and zombies and all kinds of stuff can i be an old-timey steampunk artificer um there is a there's a class or, or an archetype or something where you you're basically a gunslinger with magic bullets. Fantastic. Which because... is one of the classes in this in this game, too. You got a gunslinger and then just straight up wizard and then witch doctor. Oh, oh, wow. OK, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm watching a video on this Wild West and Wizards thing right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds so cool. Like that that whole concept is so neat to me because, listen, I'm not huge into like the sword and sorcery stuff and I'm not really all that into like Western stuff, but melding those two together for <laughs> some reason that just same thing with wild West in space, like yeah, cowboys in space yeah. and cowboy wizards that those for some reason, they just are so diametrically opposed that when you put them together, they fit. It's so good. So you're so you're telling me you really liked Brave Star? Yeah, I loved Brave Star. <laughs> uh, the Outer Worlds was just basically more or less space cowboys too. And that's, and you see, that's <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> Again, really cool. I'm yeah. 
So yeah, I uh, I will have to check out this game because yeah. oh my god, that sounds yeah, it's, fantastic. It's, it's, only, it's only fifteen bucks. Yeah, oh, that's not bad. That that's not bad at all. Cool. Thanks, Steam. Yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet the system requirements aren't incredibly steep either because, like I said, it's got a pretty simplistic look to it, but it works. Okay, it's it's co- it's cohesive. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will be checking that out as soon as we get done recording. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> and seriously, we should be playing that uh, Deadlands or whatever uh, tabletop game like today. <laughs> Okay, maybe not exactly today, but I would put that up there in games that we should start. Let's see here. System requirements for Cowboy or We don't have to go into the system requirements. That's like radio poison. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's pretty low tier. I mean, it's it's beginning Windows. It's beginning Windows system is seven. Oh, well, then, yeah, then you're then you're good. Cool. Okay. I, I buy an expensive, fancy computer and play a, a low-tier Cowboy Wizard game for six hours. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been putting a lot of time in uh, Them's Fighting Herds, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Let's talk about Them's Fighting Herds. Because the, the story mode, at least the first chapter of it, came out for the the cow. Uh, mm-hmm. Arizona, the the cow. And it's got so much more going on than I expected. I expected just like some visual novel scenes and then fights, like oh, a, yeah. like no, Street it's... Fighter. Yeah, but yeah, no, it, it's got like Zelda style dungeon stuff going on. Oh yeah, you haven't done the uh, the salt mines then, have you? No. What oh. what is that? Okay, so the salt mines. It's it's a um, multiplayer. It's an online multiplayer mode where a bunch of players, random players get dropped into a mine where you have to run around and fight enemy AIs of differing levels that look like shadow beasts, but they have the same move sets of all the, the titular characters of them fighting herds. And you're mm-hmm. mining salt, like literal salt out of the mine. The joke is a lot of fighting game players when they lose and get really like wound up about losing, they're called salty. So that's the joke. Uh, after a certain time limit has been reached, the player that has the most salt transforms into a, a gigantic shadow bear. And it basically becomes a race for the other players to escape the mines while the shadow bear, who is uh, ultra high level super moves, basically one hit kill characters runs around and tries to uh, murder all the other players. That sounds awesome. It's super fun. It's super fun. <laughs> it's a great like party mode, like alternative within a fighting game. It's it's really great. And the uh, the mini map that you run around on is a it's like a top down Zelda uh, pixel map that you go run around and like mine your your salt and everything. It's yeah, it's that's, super great. That's what the story mode looks like, too. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is they they really pile on the encounters where you have to really conserve your health over like like I'm at one point where you have to fight like a bunch of animals and then the giant bear. And by the time I get to the bear, every time I've got like no health and it just instantly kills me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm really excited because that game is finally out of beta. It's on its version 1.0 full release now. Yeah. And that's excellent. 
Not bad for I, a game I, that started as a My Little Pony fighting game. Yeah, I'm glad I kickstarted it because it's it's really good. I'm not a huge fighting game guy, but I like this one. Well, if you again, if you like that one, and we I talked about this a little bit off in, during the, in our chat. Um, if you like that, uh, give Skullgirls another chance because it is built on the exact same fighting engine. But it doesn't have four legged animals well that's that's very <laughs> true that's true but yeah but in, you, have, uh, you have a robot person a crazy demon nurse uh there's all kinds of characters in in uh skull girls yeah skull girls is great which um one might actually get back to fighting games in our second half because there's actually some news that goes along with that one of which we forgot to put on the list i'll i'll put it on the list here in a minute but, but does uh, Skullgirls have a llama that throws broccoli on the ground and then eats it? <laughs> it does not. It does have a cat lady that is Egyptian themed and also a detective that is named Big Band. And all you see is a giant trench coat and every attack is a different gigantic uh, musical instrument that pops out from under his trench coat. <laughs> it's super He's great. That's pretty good. He's basically three band in a trench coat. <laughs> it sucks though because the the llama is my is my favorite like character design wise mm -hmm. but like i cannot play as her to save my life oh she's like a a really weird setup character right yeah yeah, yeah. and like one of her specials has you have to make a z with the the stick oh yeah and playing it with a gamepad is hard enough the way it is <laughs> Yeah, like it really seems like something I need a fight stick for, and I don't know if I'm going to invest in a fight stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you want to get serious, if you want to get good, <laughs> gotta get the tools. Yeah, that's what I need is a fight stick with a cartoon cow on it. It's not the weirdest thing that people have brought to <laughs> tournaments. That's for sure. Oh, I forget. Okay, the weirdest stick I've ever seen. So I forget what the what it's called, but it is. It has no um, uh, directional stick on it. It has. Oh, uh, yeah. The ones that are just all buttons. Yeah, because it it uh, it allows you to have frame perfect uh, inputs. So as soon as you press up, it like will register up. There's no delay with the stick movement. And it is the weirdest thing to see someone play because they look like they're just tapping out on a keyboard. It's so weird. <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, I can go ahead and do mine real quick. Okay. So the one thing I checked out, I watched a movie. Uh, it's on Shudder currently. It's actually also on Blu-ray. Have you guys ever heard of a movie called Tammy and the T-Rex? Cody's been trying to get me to watch that for weeks. I have. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. It is super good. Oh, my God. Okay. It's so by the director of Mac and Me. It is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Uh, a little bit of backstory with uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. It was made in 1994. It uh, was originally PG-13. It had a lot of scenes. It was very obvious from its original cut that a lot of scenes were cut out to the point where it didn't make any sense. Fast forward to a couple years ago where the uh, online uh, DVD distributor Vinegar Syndrome found a 35 millimeter cut of the original R-rated version <laughs> with all with everything left in. And stitched it back together and put out a crisp, uh, clean Blu-ray of the original, like, original cut. And it is so good and so dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, the movie stars 
teenage Denise Richards and everyone's favorite meathead driver, Paul Walker of the Fast and the Furious franchise. In the movie, Paul Walker dies and his brain is put inside a robotic dinosaur. (laughs) And the evil scientist that puts his brain in the giant robot T-Rex is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) And comedy ensues. It is... It is so dumb and so, like, so bad. Apparently, the movie was made because someone down in South America called the director, was friends with the director, and called him and said, hey, I have this uh, animatronic T-Rex that I'm shipping to uh, an amusement park, but I have it for a couple of weeks. Do you want to make a movie? But And the guy was like, yeah, sure. What? How long are you going to have it? And the guy's like, oh, well, it's got to be gone in a month. So in one week, he wrote the script to Tammy and the T-Rex and apparently was rewriting it on set and asking the the actors, hey, can you think of something better for this scene? Because he barely <laughs> had a script. He just had a robot T-Rex and was like, by God, I'm going to make a movie with this robot T-Rex. <laughs> it is it is phenomenal. It's highly, re- <laughs> highly recommended. Check it out. Don't don't miss out on this. And like I'd seen the original uh, PG-13 cut years ago and it makes that cut makes almost no sense. It is so tonally like tonally off because you have some scenes that are just like cartoonish comedy bits that were clearly reshoots and some scenes that seem like, boy, it would be nice if someone's head got bit off right here, (laughs) but you don't see it. Well, in this version, you do see it and it's much (laughs) It makes much more sense, but also makes much less sense. <laughs> it's it's just fantastic. Highly recommended. <laughs> I remember what we watched now, also on Shudder. Ginger Snaps. Oh, Ginger Snaps. Good movie. The, the classic Canadian werewolf puberty metaphor film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ginger Snaps is great. Yeah, it's a good movie. I would highly recommend it as well. Don't watch Ginger Snaps 2 or Ginger Snaps Back. I forget which one, it, what it's called. Ginger Snaps Back is the one that, that takes place in the in like the 1800s. Okay, yeah. Don't watch Ginger Snaps 2 then. I, I looked into it. You can't even rent it on Amazon. Yeah, it's not it's because it's super not <laughs> worth your time. <laughs> but yeah, Ginger Snaps is great. Another one we watched was the Antrim. Was it the... The most dangerous movie ever made? No, I, I, you haven't talked about that one. Yeah, go, go for it. Let me know what's up. It's a, it's a movie that like opens with a documentary about a movie that everybody who watches it dies or mm. something horrible happens to them, and then you watch the that movie in the middle of the documentary. Oh wow! Okay. And they they play it up like like. You know, you sure you want to watch this? Like a timer shows up on screen. Like you got 30 seconds to make sure you still want to watch this movie. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a fake 70s movie about these two kids that are trying to dig a hole into hell to get their dog back. Okay. And I mean, it was okay. Um, The, the whole framing story makes it what's worth watching the movie itself is just like it's all right and it doesn't look passably like a 70s movie either it's close but just off enough where it's like 
Oh, yeah, gotcha. where it takes you out of it because you're like, this doesn't look like the 70s. You just mm-hmm. put a filter over it and called it a day. It's not like the was it the Love Witch. Oh, have you yeah. ever seen that movie or a trailer for that movie? That's a movie that looks like the seventies. I think I've seen a trailer for it. Yeah, I know what you. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, it really it hurts the movie that it just doesn't because it really takes you out of the fiction that they've created for the whole film. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. Like the whole the fact that it might. It's like well, it's not going to kill me because it doesn't even look like it's from the decade it's purporting to be from. <laughs> But it's it's worth maybe just like a watch through. Oh, cool. I mean, there there's some like some striking visuals, and maybe you'll think about it a little bit afterwards. That <laughs> okay. All right. So Rick and Morty came back. That's right. It did. For it's the rest of this season or new season or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And you're not uh, going to believe it. He turns himself into a pickle. <laughs> It's the funniest uh, it, thing I've ever seen. It's, it was a weird one. It was basically there another different version of interdimensional cable. Huh. Oh, they're really? on a they're on a train, and apparently it's a, it's called the story train. And there's a guy who's in charge of it called the story master or something like that. Story story lord, that's his name. And if you aren't careful, you just get locked into a bunch of different narratives. It seems like one of those things that's kind of like another one of those like uh, uh, ab-libbed kind of things. Yeah, it oh. sounds like an improv game. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it was interesting. It was weird. Um, but it was pretty much standard, you know, Rick and Morty style thing. I watched that. Uh, we watched, uh, we binged the entirety of the Midnight Gospel. Oh, I watched the first episode and a half of that and I hated it. <laughs> it's... It was different. It took me a couple to really get into it. Okay, what is but, that? Because it does not sound... It's not ringing any bells. Midnight Gospel is a, the brainchild of Pennington Ward and a comedian named uh, Duncan... Pendleton Ward was the uh, Adventure Time guy. Correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Duncan Russell, or D- Duncan Trussell is, is his name. Oh boy, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he's like a bearded comedian guy. Okay, yeah. But he, uh, basically, the show is a mix between really, really weird art and a lot of things that don't make sense and a podcast. Yeah, it's it's a podcast, and then they, like, animated a story around it. Sort oh, of. Interesting. They took, they took audio from his podcast and just basically inserted it into, into some craziness. So those things that people do on YouTube for free, they just decided to do on their own and make a show out of it. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like that guy that made all the animations of Smodcast and those people that do animatics for the Adventure Zone. Yeah, kind of like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's it's really it's really weird to watch and it just it gets real bananas. Like it, it's like it's a hard thing because some some of the stuff they're talking about is really interesting. Like there's a there's an interview later in the series where they talk about the the business of death, basically, mm. and like how embalming and everything is pr- almost purely an American uh, convention. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really inter- interesting episode. And then the last episode, he interviews his mom. 
And I, I, I'll admit, I cried. I cried really hard on that episode. Because huh. they really? talk about some pretty deep stuff. Huh. Where can you uh, find this show? It's it's really it's on Netflix. It's like I said, it, it's kind of weird because you're sitting there watching all this weird, all this weird, crazy stuff, and it's kind of a, it can be pretty bloody and violent. Mm. And but at the same time, you're kind of listening to these things they're talking about, and it's I don't know, it, it it's hard to it's kind of hard to hard to divert your brain between the two things. Oh, almost like they did it on purpose or something. But the first, the first episode, the one that I watched, had Doctor Drew on it, and they just talked about doing psychedelic drugs the whole time. And it's like this is like if I turn if I wanted to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, I would just do that. But I <laughs> yeah, don't want to yeah, do cause that because they, they were also talking about like you know just drug drugs in general and how it's like there are no bad drugs, just it's situational mm. kind of thing. Yeah, there there's a bad time to do. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's weird, and the art's kind of weird, and there's like sort of a story wrapped around it, but it's it's hard. It gets really weird, like when like one of the guests or something will mess up, and they won't say his character name; they'll say his actual name. He's like, "My name's Clancy. My name's Clancy," <laughs> instead of Duncan. <laughs> there's like even like a split where like the animation kind of like glitches out, and you can see them sitting in the studio. <laughs> and then it glitches back to the show. I'm mean, like it, it. It was interesting. I, I wouldn't say it's. I'm not sure if it's worth a like a like another watch through or something like that. But it's. I mean, it's definitely something interesting to check out. Apparently, it came out on 420. <laughs> oh yeah, of, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, but I watched that. We ended up getting the Funimation uh, streaming service. Oh, getting your animes, getting those. Oh yeah, the the Japanimations on. Okay, <laughs> actually, it's more like the American Japanimations. Yeah, Funimation, Funimation has the good dubs. Uh, like yeah, they have like the My Hero and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, started watching old school Dragon Ball. Oh, like the classic Dragon Dragon. No, that's that's from Dragon Ball Z. That's the '90s Dragon Ball Z. You're talking about little kid. Yeah, I'm talking about little kid Goku. R- uh, red, uh, red ribbon army. Yep. Yeah. That's like later in the series. Yeah. I don't yeah. know much about Dragon Ball original or Dragon Ball Z for that matter, but I do remember that like that was a thing. Like the but red yeah. ribbon army and yeah, and they and they kind of make a comeback. They sort of make a comeback in Dragon Ball Z like late game during the Android saga kind of thing. But yeah, I was gonna say the Android. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. One of the hardest things about that app is there's no skip intro option. <laughs> and the original Dragon Ball series has a two minute and 10 second intro. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it feels like forever. And it's not even like the songs catchy or anything. It's like, it's just, it's, it's early 90s Americanized opening. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no Rock the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or at least you know when they did the Sailor Moon dub, it's still the original song to the original beat and everything, just English words. But yeah, it's hey, the Sailor Moon theme song is is timeless. It slaps. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it does slap. I love the I love the Sailor Moon theme song. Both both versions slap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Let's see what else I've been doing. Uh, lots oh, of Animal Crossing still. Well, I hate to cut you off there, but uh, we're actually at time for the break. So let's go ahead and uh, take a few minutes for a song and some ads. And we will be back in just a moment. 
Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us, things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now.
hey, we're back. That was the Mortal Kombat theme song, or I guess technically the song Techno Syndrome by The Immortals. It took me more time than I'd like to admit to find the official listing for this song, but that's what we played, and now we're back. <laughs> I mean, we had to test our might. We did have to test our might. It was it was a real Mortal Kombat. I tested my sight. The Mortal Kombat was truly the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Test right. your sight was the was the shell game, right? I think so, yeah. 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 And Test Your Might was breaking the boards. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I miss so... when arcade games had like little mini games like that. Oh, me too. Yeah. Or the old Street Fighter uh punch the car in half. <laughs> that was a fun my- one. Oh no, my car. Oh my car. Wait, wasn't that originally from, like, Final Fight, though? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Same universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technically, canonically. But anyway, anyway why, did we play, why did we play that epic dance theme? So we played that epic dance theme because there's actually a bit of uh, Mortal Kombat and uh, larger fighting game type uh, news this week. Uh, first up, there was a trailer drop for the Mortal Kombat 11 story mode DLC called mk11 aftermath which looks pretty great it looks like it's uh going to focus almost solely on the uh, dlc characters so a lot of the characters that didn't make it into the original game story mode will have a highlight with this um most importantly shang sung the villain from the first couple of street fighters which is pretty great it looks really good did you guys uh, mortal, watch the, uh, mortal kombat did i say street fighter you said street fighter oh uh, well oh well whatever Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, same thing pretty so much, you know. More dumb cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, this looks really great. Did you guys watch the uh, trailer for this? I did yeah, not. I did. You did? Okay. I watched the I watched the friendship uh, trailer. Oh yeah, see that's that's one of the other things that's that's coming with this update. They're adding some more fatalities because that's Mortal Kombat's big thing is they have the fatalities. Uh, in this particular case, they're called friendships where you don't rip your opponent in half or take their spine out and then play it like a xylophone. Instead, you give them like ice cream or hug a giant teddy bear. Or uh, clone yourself and then do jump rope tricks with your clones. Yeah. My favorite. Or do a barbecue. Yeah, I was going to say Kano's with the barbecue is pretty great. Kano's shrimp on the Barbie friendship. Yeah. Where he Man, uses his laser eye like, to start his grill. It's super good. I feel like they haven't done a friendship since like what? three. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it was Ultimate Three is the last time they did it, and that's. I, I think I guess, it's great. Give me I more guess goofy trilogy. Yeah, I guess it would be tr- yeah trilogy, but uh, yeah, give Man, me more stupid goofy stuff in Mortal Kombat. Who? Hey, you do know, you think they'll bring back babe babalities? Well, that's the next logical step is babality. <laughs> I always thought those were so dumb. Yep. With a baby. I always like the one where uh, um, Liu Kang dropped a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet onto the opponent. Yeah. That was always fun. That's a classic. Yeah. (laughs) Or they could could, uh, bring bring out the oft-rumored but non-existent nudality. (laughs) The, The playground rumor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like, it's like Mew is under the truck and you can make people take their clothes off in Mortal Kombat. 
Those were also those were some Raider. of the big ones. Back yeah, when... also also Tomb Raider. <laughs> also Tomb Raider. That was one that you heard all the time. Yeah. Oh man, there. I feel like there was another one. It was. Oh, you you can melt the uh, you can melt the uh, Zora's kingdom in uh, Ocarina of Time as Adult Link, and that's where the Triforce is. That's the that was the big <laughs> one I heard when I was a kid. Oh if, man, I remember some kid in school saying that if you drove off the track in a very specific place in Mario Kart 64, a a specifically named Playboy centerfold would appear on screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That would be so much funnier if I could remember the name of the the exact name of who it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was great. A weirdly specific uh, lie. And it's so specific that it has to be true, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, we were such idiots back then. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't have the internet back then. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you had like EGM uh, lying to you for April Fool's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were the worst. They really were. Absolutely. Sonic will never be in Smash Brothers. What are they talking about? <laughs> well, along with all this other stuff in Mortal Kombat 11, they're also adding RoboCop as a playable character, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty on brand for them because they've had, you know, there's Terminator in this one and Spawn and the Joker. <laughs> Stupid Joker. Well, it wasn't originally wasn't supposed to be the Joker anyways. It was supposed to be Ash from the Evil Dead. Yep, and he got leaked, so they they quick flip flopped him with uh, a terrible Joker model from uh, the Injustice games. I'm not but, even sure that was the Injustice Joker. I feel like that was the. Uh, well, they they changed the model a little bit, but they yeah, it looks like well, they made it with a character creator. <laughs> they kind of, yeah, it's yeah, it wasn't great, but uh, but no, I'm I'm kind of excited for this uh, this update. I as much as I don't really care about like the play style of Mortal Kombat 11 the story always kind of grabbed me a little more than Street Fighter there's because yeah yeah Ed Boon has is practically writing fan fiction with his characters at this point and <laughs> like their stories are always dumb and interesting I wonder when they started adding these celebrity characters if it turned into like a oh I don't know maybe like like sitting around the water cooler like Hey, who, who do you think would win in a fight, Scorpion or the Terminator? Well, I think it was more sitting around the water cooler going, hey, we're owned by Warner Brothers now. Who do we have access to? Yeah. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. I feel like RoboCop could beat most Mortal Kombat characters. I would think so. Especially the, well... RoboCop, from, for the RoboCop from the first half of the movie when he's nigh invincible. Yeah. He shot that dude in the dick many times. <laughs> oh, man. You said that, and all it made me think of is uh, our RoboCop remake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he solves a hostage situation by punching through a wall. <laughs> when uh, when Beast Wars made a reference to that scene in RoboCop, mm -hmm. when Optimus Primal goes nuts and breaks through a wall and drags uh, a... a Predacon through. Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch RoboCop. It's been it's been probably a year. It's been a year or it's, two. It's legitimately probably my favorite movie of all time. It's it's up there for sure. It's I mean it's, it's so bananas. It's the perfect blend of highbrow and lowbrow. Yeah. 
And I mean, it was made as a complete satire of super high action sci-fi movies. Yeah. Which also is a sci-fi action movie. And 80s and 80s. uh, American culture. Yeah, yeah 80s consumer, excess. Consumers. Yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. the word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a there is quite a bit like under the surface of RoboCop. Well, along with uh, the Mortal Kombat news, there's also some general fighting game news. Evo, which is the one big huge fighting game tournament for the year, has been shut down due to the quarantine, which is probably not as big a surprise. Um, however, the twist on this is Evo's decided that this year they're going to uh, have their tournament be completely online, which on the surface sounds like a great idea. However, that is a terrible, terrible <laughs> idea for them because uh, most, if not all of the games in their uh, high echelon, like their their highlighted games this year, have one thing in common, and that is terrible online play (laughs) so yeah so i'm gonna get a little technical with all of this so tell me when i've gone too far into the weeds but basically a lot of the japanese made fighting games like street fighter like most of the arc system games that sort of thing they have uh there are two main kinds of online play that account for lags in internet systems, dropped packets, that sort of thing. One is called rollback. The other is called delay-based. The rollback netcode is good. What that means is if you do a move or if your opponent does a move and either of your internet stutters, it basically rolls back about a half a second and pretends like that uh, that move didn't come out. It means you didn't have a punch come out or a kick come out or whatever, but it's a more fluid fight and you can adjust to it quicker and easier. The other style delay based basically means if you have a good internet connection and your opponent has a bad internet connection, they can basically put on put in as many moves as they want many attacks or whatever. And it will add the attack basically into a queue so that once your internet connection comes back up, it'll do all of those in quick succession which leads to fights where, say, your character looks like they're teleporting across the room and performing things, uh, moves in such a quick succession that um, in a way that humans cannot physically do with their, you know, hands, hands, essentially. (laughs) And almost all of the games featured in Evo have the uh, delay based netcode and that is going to be really bad. What you're going to see is a lot of people cheating. You're going to see a lot of people using Wi-Fi connections online. They're going to be, there are actually uh, modems and switches that will, that can put in uh, a fake delay into their line so that you'll see people like jump, you know, purposely having bad internet connections temporarily in order to do things that are otherwise impossible. There's almost no way to monitor uh, cheating online with a lot of these games. So you're going to see, I guarantee you're going to see at least one person have um, basically an AI script and a, and a bot play the game for them. And uh, this is going to be a nightmare (laughs) of a, of a tournament. Just pretend like this is the Evo that doesn't count. 
and <laughs> yeah, basically. And that's why that's why a lot of the the high end, like the high price, the uh, players, the ones that win a lot every year, your Justin Wong's, your um, uh, what's his name, the um, the, the the furry Sonic. Fox. Oh, Sonic Fox. Yeah, a lot of them are like contemplating even joining in this year because they're like this means nothing this is this is nothing (laughs) you might as well not have it this year yeah but evo is too big to not do something is the problem so i mean that that delay based netcode was designed for first person shooters yeah like it's not gonna work in a fighting game like it's it's really super not yeah, that was the solution for Doom death matches that had bad connections. Yeah, and you would find yourself uh, with a bad connection or an opponent with a bad connection. You'd find them snapping like all the way across the screen, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, it's 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 terrible. And it's funny you brought up them's fighting herds earlier in the show, Cody, because of all the current fighting games that have dedicated communities right now. Them's fighting herds has a good net code. Yeah, main six, they seem like they didn't do anything halfway with that game. Yeah, like they have a really good netcode. Skullgirls has a really good netcode. MK11, for better or worse, I mean, the game has its faults, but it it has um, the good netcode, the good internet. Uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid probably has one of the most solid uh, connections when it comes to fighting games out there right now, currently. (laughs) Which is weird to say. That game has actually gotten really good, by the way. They've they've been adding a lot of quality of life um, updates and character balances and stuff. It is, mm. it is just this side of being a legitimate fighting game, which is a I, I far can... stretch from where it was when it start when it was <laughs> released. It's on it's on uh, Game Pass now. Yeah, I check I it out. I can download it if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's it is worth it is worth your time. It is a good. Not a great, but a good stand-in for Marvel versus Capcom, like your three v three fighters. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's really worth your time. But uh, yeah, so in short, Evo this year is going to be a complete mess, and I part of me just can't wait to see it crumble. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm I just kind of can't wait to see it because hopefully, what this does is it gets game devs in Japan to go, wow, maybe we should go to rollback net code. Maybe we should fix our online. The problem is they design a lot of, a lot of these fighting game companies, uh, Capcom and Arxis, whatever they design their fighting games with the Japanese market in mind because they don't really care about the rest of the world. And in Japan, they have such a high seriously. And in, in Japan, they have such a high, their network speeds are so high and everything is so wired over there that they can get away with using delay based netcode because there's never a packet drop. There's never a, a lost connection. And the way they figure is, well, if it works over here, why fix what's not broken? Completely ignoring your major, your other major markets like Europe, North America, Brazil has a huge fighting game market. And yeah, maybe just maybe this awful Evo will be what it takes to uh, fix some of these issues. But I wonder who knows? if they'll do. I wonder if they'll do summer games done quick this year. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, honestly, I would almost see them do move to a uh, stream from your home kind of a remote based kind of thing because so many of those uh, speedrunners are all already have uh, Twitch accounts and streaming setups ready to go. Yeah, and that's how they do their smaller events. Yeah, 
Oh, so it's not until August. Well, hopefully this will be cleared up a little bit better, a little more by August, but we I mean, will we'll see. Just, we'll wait yeah. and see. Yeah. I mean, states are reopening, and so we will just have to see how that how that affects things. Yeah. They actually yeah. they actually pushed it back. It used to be in June, and they've pushed it back to August, which was a good move. That was a smart move on their part. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So uh, so we have time for a couple of quick hits. So, uh, well, yeah. What do we want to move on to next? Uh, we got a bunch of Xbox stuff. They had a big, uh, like, hour-long inside Xbox event where they showed a bunch of stuff that's going to be on their next console. Yeah. The Series X. I don't... Um, before we get into it, I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah, it's a lot of third-party stuff that's that's going to show up other places. Like, right. even, even, like, current gen. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, super impressive. Uh, they had a quote-unquote gameplay trailer for that Assassin's Creed we talked about last week, uh, Valhalla, mm-hmm. that didn't actually have appear to have any gameplay in it whatsoever. No, it really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> There was some like in-engine cutscenes in there, mixed in there, maybe. Possibly, but, there but was, who knows? There, there wasn't any actual like, oh, this is clearly someone playing the game moments. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, they did announce that the new Yakuza game is coming to the Series X, and it looks bananas. Well, it's yeah, a, I'm, I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching a video on it right now. Actually, it's a turn-based RPG now. Yeah. Huh. Why not? Which, sure, go full JRPG on Yakuza. I'd play that. They've added so many RPG elements to the to that series as the games progress. That that seems like the natural progression. Sure, okay. Yeah. Um, one of their racing games, Dirt Five, is going to be at 120 FPS on the Series X, which I wasn't aware that the human brain could process that many frames in a second. I don't think it can. I don't know I the like science behind good, it, but that seems that like make me nauseous. That seems <laughs> like a lot of BS. That seems, you know, what that seems like? It almost seems like when, um, oh, what's his name with the uh, the Hobbit movies? Oh, uh, Peter Jackson. Jackson. Peter Jackson decided to sh- to f- to shoot all of the movies at like that high, high, high. Um, it's like ninety frame rate. or something. It's like ninety, and it looked like hot garbage yeah. because everything was too crisp and clear. Yeah, looked bad. So, plus it's a ra- it's a racing game. It's not. Yeah. Uh, uh, it it does have this thing called smart delivery, where if you buy one of these games for your your uh, Xbox One, you'll still have it on the Series X when that comes out. Which I mean, that's nice. That's see, that's cool. That is that that's consumer friendly. Yes, yes. Nintendo I, wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you kidding they're gonna I mean, make you buy the same mario game over and over and over again if they can get away with it uh there was a game called scorn that looked like they plumbed hr giger's mind for a game i was gonna say that was the most hr giger-esque thing i think i've ever seen like yeah it was yes yeah. yeah i just i saw that clip and i was like is there another alien game coming out there was <laughs> that had all sorts of stuff inside it it was um that was something all sorts of and stuff. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what kind of game it is. Probably horror. <laughs> I would I would guess horror. <laughs> it's a life sim is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like Seaman. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that vampire oh, that game was so weird too. Yeah, I'm so excited for that game. I can't wait. I love the original Bloodlines. Yeah, it was definitely a lot different than um, the original Vampire game, which was uh, more like a top-down. Yeah, Requiem. That yeah. one's still good, though. Both of them are good. <laughs> but, but I just really. like Vampires also. <laughs> yeah, Bloodlines such a good game, though. Yeah. And what, um, is, Call- uh, what is Call of the Sea? Yeah, what is that? Call of the Sea is a game about an explorer's wife goes to find him on a... On a tropical island and it's like an adventure puzzle game it was really pretty and i mean adventure games are fun puzzle games are fun yeah it takes place in the 1930s and that's that's different for video games (laughs) (laughs) but hey we should probably talk about this taika utd star wars thing we should yeah we should talk about it because it's exciting that's enough xbox yeah Yeah. this is exciting taika utd is officially directing a star wars movie as of now, for the moment, yeah, yeah. Who knows what happen? What'll happen in the future? But uh, as of right now, I wonder what kind of story he's going to tell. What kind of story they're going to attach? He's going to be attached to. I just hope they let Taika be Taika and don't pull a Lord and Miller on him. Oh, I think they learned their lesson with the Lord and Miller stuff <laughs> because I Solo was so. not great, and also Taika pace basically. Uh, revived the Thor franchise after those first two that they were fine, but they weren't great. And then yeah. the Ragnarok was so good. Ragnarok Lord- was such a bananas movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord and Miller have made so many good movies that made a lot of money, though. You'd think they would have trusted him. But it's Star Wars. It's their baby, you know? Yeah. They gotta, yeah. Lord gotta and Miller made a, made a movie about Legos good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I, I really think uh, at this point, Disney needs to do something outside the norm with Star Wars because I of mean, the, it worked for it worked for Rogue One. It worked for Rogue One. It's working for the Mandalorian. So, yeah, let's yeah. let's get more out there. Let's let's make it weird. Why not? There's an entire universe that they <laughs> that hasn't been touched with Star Wars. Let's make it weird. Yeah, do oh, a man. do a movie I, of uh, stories from Jabba's palace. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> I just I just had a weird thought. All right, Jojo Rabbit, but instead of you know Adolf Hitler, it's the Emperor. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Darth Vader and Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, well that's <laughs> it's, it's yeah. little Ben little Ben Solo and Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, when you said. Um, Tales from Jabba's Palace, the first thing I thought of was, what if they did The Godfather, but it's Jabba? I'd watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like a mafia, space mafia movie. Space mafia. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? What the heck? Just a, just a lot of huts and Rodians. Yeah. When Han kills Greedo in the bar, and they, and they tell Jabba about it, and Jabba's like, my boy. He massacred my boy. <laughs> Wake up with a Tauntaun's head in your bed. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the other thing I, I thought of was a um, one of those movie documentary series, kind of like um, the Johnny Cash or the uh, Ray, but about um, uh, a figuring Dan about... and the figuring Dan in the modal nodes. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. Oh, who's the blue elephant guy? Oh, it's nice noodles. Is that Snice Noodles? No, 
Max Greedo. Ma- yeah, Max Rebo. Ma- Max Max Rebo. Max Rebo. That's it. Yeah, the Max yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebo band. Yeah, there we go. Behind the music, Max Rebo. He's so good. <laughs> Who the heck didn't, is Nice didn't, Noodles? Didn't that's a Robo, name. Didn't, didn't Robot Chicken kind of do that though once? They you know, did. I think, I think they I did. I feel like they did they, that skit. They might have. Nice noodles. Yeah, I'm looking it up too. Let's see who gets there first. Oh, is the dancing lady alien from oh, that, that same who's... scene? Okay, all right. The one that gets eaten by the rancor, or or is that the the puppet they added later? Snoodles was a spy for the Hut Clan and later became the lead vocalist for the Max Rebo band. Okay, so the puppet they added later. Yeah. Oh, that's when, that awful CGI. Yeah. When they redid the music. When it split up after Jabba's death, she resumed her solo singing career. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that was nice noodles minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have time for just a couple more really super quick hits. Um, we mentioned last week that Mystery Science Theater was going to do a live online stream riffing one of their old shows, and it aired last Sunday. I know I watched it. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, we, we watched the, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of it? It was good for what it was. I mean, it was obvious they put it together uh, really fast. It was and there done wa- very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't as many riffs as I would have liked, but it was still it was still fun. And it was nice to see all the Mystery Science Theater people. Yeah. And, and it was nice of them to put this on like for the frontline healthcare workers. Yeah. That was cool. The only thing that I wish they wouldn't have done, have done during their commercial breaks, they had mentioned some of the comments in the comment section, their own riffs from the crowd and not a single one of them were good. Oh no, they were all bad. They were all just just awful. <laughs> so they could have skipped that. But otherwise, it was fun. It was fun. And like tonally, it was weird when they would talk about uh, real healthcare workers stories and stuff they're going through and then go back to a wacky riff in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a real buzzkill, you know? Yeah. All right. And the so last, we're all th- like, it was worth watching. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I would be down if they did another one. Why not? It'd there were cool. some great prop jokes that they did, uh, that I really liked. Like when, when one of the blast doors explodes off of the moon buggies in the movie, it on the stream the the door flew up and hit uh, one of the riffers in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. And uh, hey, the last bit of news we have here: Nicholas Cage has officially been cast in a dramatization of the Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic's life as Joe Exotic by the <laughs> folks that brought us. Oh, American Vandal. American Vandal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a great, it's a great series. It was super good. Bo- both seasons were really good. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. What do you think, Nick Cage as Joe Exotic, the Tiger Man himself? Man, I wouldn't have cared, except the fact they cast Nick Cage. It's so perfect. He'll, I'm sure he'll really nail it. You know, I think he'll really nail it. It almost seems too perfect. I wish they would have given someone else the chance to act like a crazy person because we know Nick Cage can be a crazy person. The only person I could think of that might be better is uh, Thomas Lennon from Reno 911. Michael Keaton. (laughs) Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton would be good, too. He would be a great, a great Joe Exotic. But Thomas Lennon. Tom Lennon would also be very good. Yeah, he would. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of wild that Tiger King has blown up to this point where they're going to make a mockumentary based on the documentary. It's crazy. And there's, and there's more than one in the works. There's and that's wild, too. another series yeah. in the works, too, with uh, Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin. Yeah. You know, which is also good. <laughs> that's also good. It's really good casting. I wonder how far that one's going to go before Carol Baskin tries to sue that production and they end up having to change the name slightly so it's not Carol, a direct <laughs> Carol, Carol Robbins Carol yeah. Robbins instead of Bas- for Baskin Robbins <laughs> oh they can get Ant-Man in it <laughs> it'll be an MCU movie oh there we go yeah <laughs> yeah because of all the Tiger King people she is the least interested in playing along she is the most litigious as well she like she yeah. sue. she is the one most likely to sue so yeah, we'll see where that where that project goes. But Nick Cage as Joe Exotic seems pretty pretty on point. <laughs> on brand for Nick Cage. On brand, yes. I'm surprised it's not a movie. Yeah, same here. But hey, I'll take what I can get. I think it's great. Yeah. Why not? All right, well, we have hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up for the week. Thank you very much for tuning in. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. Do you have social media? We know you do because you follow us on it. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and uh, leave us a voicemail at 586-372-8020. Tell us your favorite little bit of Star Wars trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favorite B or C tier Star Wars character? (laughs) All right, we are also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Uh, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff at davidpencil.com. And lastly, we are on Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash nerdoverloadnow. If you like the show and you want to help support us, you can head over there and find ways to help keep the show running. And again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out.